Partnerships and community have been big themes this season because they are a big part of how the founders I've spoken to in this season have grown their businesses and their impact. Earlier in the season, I spoke to Abby Pantano, the founder of Impact Collab, a digital community for impact entrepreneurs. Abby summed up the challenges that impact entrepreneurs often face in achieving the scale they need to create impact that's really going to make change. We get lost in the purpose. And what I mean by that is we're running on the smell of an oily rug and the rug is doused in purpose. And even when we're not making enough money to cover our bills, we still want to give 50% of our profits to charity. Part of coming together with other founders is recognizing that, oh, we, we all might have this tendency and having someone who can point out and be like, you need to get your business foundations right before you can actually make that impact that, that you have these big goals on. Because ultimately, if you're still playing in the minor leagues, if you're bringing, only bringing in, say, 10K a month, there's only so much that you can actually do. Whereas if you manage to create $100,000 a month business, imagine how much you can give back there. A great partnership strategy is one way to do this. Hi there, and welcome back to The Purpose Effect. I'm Elena Kersey, and this week I'm giving you five ways to grow your business and your impact through partnerships based on the lessons we've learned this season. But before we get into that, I'm pouring myself a hug in a mug with a cup of tea bird tea. I love tea bird tea, and not just because the packaging is absolutely beautiful although it is, or because the tea is organic and comes in biodegradable tea bags, although it does, but because I love the way T-Bird Tea's founder, Ashley Cotterell, uses her business to support other businesses doing good. Ashley partners with brands and not-for-profits doing good for people and planet because she believes that this is how you build sustainable businesses. And I couldn't agree more. So if you want delicious, healthy, beautifully packaged tea that makes impact, you can get 20% off using the code HUGINAMUG20. I'd recommend the Earl Grey and Orange. It's my favorite. If you work in the impact space, you're probably all too aware of the constant struggle to fund your growth and your impact. An effective partnership strategy is one way that you can do more with less. Partnerships are Abby Pantano's love language. And when we chatted in episode six, she spoke of all of the ways that partnerships can help grow your business. Brand collaborations are up to 25 times less expensive than digital advertising. So a carefully curated partnership can actually project you so much further forward. I worked in businesses that didn't have an advertising budget. They had a partnerships budget. It was a matter of finding the right the right businesses to be able to collaborate with to achieve a common outcome. And I guess in terms of reasons to collaborate, there's a couple of key ones. So first one is around reach. They share the same target customer. You share the same target customer. So it means that combined, you actually can increase the amount of reach you've got. Uh, You can do it around positioning. If you're currently charging a certain amount, but you want to be able to charge more, finding a business that is more premium than you, um, that you can collaborate with can help you actually raise up your um, what you're charging because people are perceiving you as, as a higher quality or high, higher caliber brand. Uh, the other reason could be around innovation. So if you're like, no, I think I've got this product that maybe I want to bring to market, but I just don't know, I don't even know where to get started. You can actually work with someone else who's designed that product already and say, hey, how about we come together and let's innovate together and create a super product. 
my superpower is actually the fact that I don't know everything and I don't want to be a jackie of all trades. I want to be, you know, a master of my area and then recognize what am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? And who's currently doing that in the market that I can collaborate with? So we've got partnerships for reach, partnerships for positioning, and partnerships for innovation. I'm going to add two more, which are partnerships for resilience and partnerships for value. So let's unpack some of these. Partnerships for reach. In episode three, I spoke to Sasibai Kimis, the founder of fashion brand Earth Air, which supports traditional artisans in Malaysia by giving them a marketplace for their products. When Sasi started her business back in 2013, Malaysians weren't really familiar with social enterprises. Customers were certainly starting to become more eco-conscious, but they had little awareness of who was making their clothes, under what conditions, and why they should care. So Sasi partnered with Fashion Revolution to raise awareness of ethical fashion. In 2014, I got in touch with uh, Carrie Summers of Fashion Revolution, and I messaged them and I said, look, I want to bring the fashion revolution movement into Malaysia because I want people to understand why it's important for them to think about who are the humans behind the products that they buy. Because already then the whole eco movement and the green movement was gathering momentum, which was fantastic. But then I was like, I don't feel like people are considering the humans, the social side of things. I brought in fashion revolution and then helping people understand why ethical fashion matters. And of course, along with this, we got more and more media coverage. We were featured in like radio stations, TV, press. And so I think all of this helped. So it helped create a market and it helped raise awareness about sustainability, about ethical products. And so we started getting more and more inquiries. And the thing is, like my desire personally has always not been about growing Earth Air for myself or what we do only. My vision has always been about if we don't grow the ecosystem, then everyone is going to fail. All of us need to work together and realize that it's not a zero-sum game. So if you grow, I grow. So we're making the pie bigger for everybody. A rising tide lifts all boats. And by partnering with an organization which already had the global reach and legitimacy, Sasi could shine a light on the brands here in Malaysia that were working to achieve the same goals. And now Sasi is the one using her brand to grow the reach of other impact businesses. She's just launched a new retail space and sustainability lab called Sustained Kale. I'm so excited that in our 10th year, we are going to make earthair.com a website as a one-stop shop for social enterprise and impact products made in Malaysia. So it's not going to be just products from Earth Air. It's going to be products from Danoti, from Asli, from many different social enterprises and NGOs and artisans and refugees in Malaysia. We're going to start with a retail shop, uh, which we are co-developing with Sea Monkey Project. 
It's a 7,500 square feet space where Earth Air is going to have our retail shop. Sea Monkey is going to have their plastic recycling workshop. And we're going to have a sustainability education space. So we want it to be a hub where people can come and learn about social enterprises, um, about impact products, about sustainability, and why all of this matters. Partnerships for positioning. Not only can partnerships be used for positioning yourself as a more premium product, but they can also be used to position your brand as a thought leader. Helen Neal is the founder of sustainability communications agency, HN Communications. And she spoke to me about how businesses need to change their mindsets a little bit when it comes to how they talk about sustainability. She talks about the need to focus on learning and to form partnerships, not just across the industry, but across the business sectors in your organization. Ultimately, sustainability is complex, it's difficult, it's costly. It's really hard to turn around within an organization, but none of that means that we shouldn't try and we shouldn't do it. But what it does mean is that businesses are going to trip up. It's going to be difficult. And that's okay to communicate when you find it hard. In fact, I would utterly encourage businesses to to document that and share that more widely because in that is the real learning. And actually, business, in my opinion, has a responsibility to share that learning with one another. A great piece of work that I think Asahi have been doing around communicating with marketeers. So there's been a piece of research that has been done in collaboration with the World Federation of Advertisers and around 50 uh, global corporates that are are sharing a range of um, experience, knowledge and learnings around communicating with their customers and the topic of sustainability and understanding that data and information and then sharing that back with the world and um, last week at the Cannes uh, Creative Festival, sharing that information to those global marketeers and getting them to start to understand the difference uh, and perhaps the challenges and the changes and the journey they need to go on to be able to get this topic right. And the Chief Sustainability Officer at at Asahi, um, who's who wouldn't naturally go to a particular event like this at all. You know, this is a, this is marketeers and advertisers being able to talk to them and, and share that sustainability perspective so that they can learn. And so I think this is a kind of beautiful way of this kind of uh, cross pollination, if you like, of different disciplines and different mindsets and thinking that actually need to come together if we're going to accelerate that change around sustainability. This partnership not only positioned Asahi as a thought leader in the sustainability space, but it also showed the value of working across teams as well as across industries to meet sustainability goals. Partnerships for innovation. Helen also reminded us of how partnerships can foster innovation when it comes to new ways of working as we enter a world where all businesses are going to need to reduce their waste, their carbon footprints, and be absolutely scrupulous about their supply chains. But back in episode two, Jenny Aw, the founder of FundFluent, spoke about how her business sits in between lenders and small businesses to help lenders create products that work for small businesses, but to also help small businesses secure funding. So I think globally, the small business funding gap is US $5.2 trillion. So that gap is 
in terms of the type of money or funding that a small business needs and they're not able to assess. The softer side of that problem or the softer side of, of that gap is actually, as a small business owner and myself included, being a startup, an early stage startup, we wake up thinking about, oh my God, I have this amazing idea, initiative, project, which I believe should exist in this world, which doesn't exist today. How do I make that happen? People don't wake up thinking, oh, I need access funding today. It's like, oh, oh, you know, I, I need to borrow money today to make this happen. I think it's very fundamental flip on how um, the financial ecosystem looks at this problem. Yes, there is a dollar amount attached to the funding gap, but actually the access to it or the inclusiveness of it, I guess how that problem ends up servicing is from a small business perspective, they don't always understand the exact eligibility requirements or documents or the exact data or information that's required to assess the funding that they need. And then on the funding side, I would say it takes a lot of effort, energy, and sometimes resources, human resources, to be able to understand the full story or the full intent. What are they trying to do with that money? And so what happens is, for them or a financial institution or a traditional um, financial institution is that they need to go through a layer of cleansing and validating and structuring all that data before any decisions are made against this underserved cohort. And by the time they do this, sometimes the return on investment, so the ROI on these efforts, will not make sense. What we're trying to do is, or the huge hypothesis that we have is that when you leverage technology to take away the onus of ingesting, structuring, validating, cleaning that data, it allows everyone in the ecosystem to basically have a positive ROI in serving this segment. So basically what we do is provide the technology or the underlying infrastructure to allow the ecosystem to provide funding services or to create better financial products for the small business segment. Jenny isn't bridging the finance gap on her own. She's innovating the way business loans and grants work through technology and partnerships. Now, let's move on to two other kinds of partnerships, partnerships for resilience and partnerships for value. Partnerships for resilience. Becky Fox is a sustainable business mentor and the founder of the SUS MBA, a six-week workshop for aspiring entrepreneurs who want to build businesses that contribute to a better world. But when I spoke to Becky in episode four, she told me about why it is B Corps are more resilient and better able to weather economic storms. And much of this had to do with the partnerships they build within the B Corp community. So I did my um, research thesis actually on B Corps. So I went out and surveyed and interviewed about 250 of them in the end from around the globe. And one of the biggest things that came out of it was the community that they form together to be able to support each other. So it creates a community that they can network and lean on. And again, when times get tough, that's just so valuable. Um, You know, hey, I need this product, but at a lower price because my supply chains happened or COVID's happened, or can you flow me this thing or that thing? So That's really valuable. And finally, partnerships for value. When Abby Pantano was thinking about ways to grow her business, partnerships were high on the agenda. 
Abby spoke to me about how she put together her partnership with Bambuda, which provides workshops, coaching services, and an accelerator program. I knew that my skill set runs around community, supporting different members, doing check-ins, and building infrastructure around a supportive and collaborative community. Um, there was another impact-led community, Bambuda, who I'm now partnering with, that sets up advisory boards, training programs. They do coaching as well, coach matchmaking. I knew that that was an important part of the um, entrepreneur experience, but I didn't have the capacity as one person to be able to deliver on that. I ended up going through that program myself. I got to know the founder as well. One thing that I loved is we actually went for, we went for a drink and for lunch before we did anything. We're like, hey, let's just get to know each other. And, um, and I think we only talked about business maybe in the last five minutes, but the first 25 was really about getting a gauge on who is this person and is this something that we might want to explore. In the second meeting, we had a whiteboard and we drew up on the whiteboard, what are the things that I'm great at? What are the things you are great at? Where do the gaps exist? And how can we make this work? You can end up creating partnerships where you actually create this like super product where because the best of the best are delivering those parts, you end up creating an ecosystem that really your customers are going to drive loyalty. They're going to get heaps more value. Um, and the cost of actually um, executing that has been reduced greatly because you've already got someone who's doing that on the day-to-day. In this partnership, members of Impact Collab get deals on Bambuda services and Bambuda clients get membership to Impact Collab. Both businesses are able to reach new customers, create more value for their existing customers, all while sharing the cost of customer acquisition. So if you're looking to create a partnership strategy for your business, here are three questions to get you started. One, how do I create more value for my customers? Two, how can I reach a new audience? And three, how can I become a thought leader? If you want to connect with any of the women I've talked about in this episode, the details are all in the show notes. But please, please feel free to reach out to me also. If I can help you or if I can connect you with someone who might be able to, I really love doing that. So next week is the final episode of this season, and you will be hearing from Ashley Cottrell, the founder of T-Bird Tea and our brand partner for the season. And I'm really excited about this episode because I think it really puts a bow on many of the things we've been talking about this season and around partnership because Ashley is a woman who has definitely grown her business and its ability to create impact through her partnership strategy. So definitely tune into that one next week. You'll hear from me then. Bye.